something about you want to be around them all the time. Maybe I was the only one. <laughs> Maybe I was the only one. You know, you, 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 know you, you got on the phone and you made phone calls and you wrote letters and you just, you just couldn't wait to see that individual and you was constantly saying, oh, I just can't wait to see you, you know, and, and you, you, you fell in love. You, 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 you really wanted to be around that person and when you got together, you never wanted to leave and you looked at the clock and, you know, and it was time to go home, you know, you, you, you were trying to find excuses and ways that you, so you didn't have to leave, you know, you, you wanted to see if you could get an extension on your leave orders or whatever, you know, you, you just, <laughs> well, well, you didn't want to, you didn't want to be a part, see, why? Because you was in love. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be with God. See, we we are supposed to want to always be around him. We're always uh, so don't want to leave him. You know, as the song says, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses. And the voice I hear falling on my ear, the sound of God is closed. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. There's nothing like that love, you know, that you have, you know. Nobody can separate you. you nobody else can explain what you're feeling you know, towards that person and that individual. And this is what the Lord is trying to say, and the songwriter is trying to say in that song, you know. He says that he speaks in the sound of his voice. It's so sweet that the birds hush their singing. And the melody that he gave to me, amen, within my heart is ringing, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I'm his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. I stay in the garden by him. Though the night around me be falling, he bids me go through the voice of the world. But in my heart, what is he doing? He's calling. And he walks with me and he talks with me. And he tells me I'm his own. And the joy we share is we tell that none other has ever known. See, that's how it's supposed to be when our love for God is. We don't want to leave him. We want to hear that still, small voice when he speaks to me. You know, it's kind of like what Solomon is giving us, the love story in the book, Songs of Solomon. He says, oh, my beloved, he's constantly, what is my beloved more than another beloved, you know, that I should be, you know. You know, he's white and ruddy. He goes on, and Solomon gives you an illustration of the beauty of love and, and God here. And he's trying to show us the value that when we're in love, love with Christ, when we're in Christ and we're in love with Christ, nothing should separate us from that love. Amen. I think I'm in love right now. Praise God. And this is the way it's supposed to be. Praise God. You want to spend that time. You want to listen to that voice when when it speaks to you. Nothing should be able to separate you, Paul says. Amen. And Paul goes on in Romans 8 and 35. He says, who shall separate me from the love of God? 
He says the tribulations or the stress or persecution or neck famine or nakedness or peril or sore. He says, as it is written for thy sake, I am killed all the day long. I'm counted as a sheep to the slaughter. He says, nay, and all these things are more than conquerors through him that what? Love me. God loved me, so I need to love him. He says, for I'm persuaded that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things nor thing to come, no height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God. That's the love relationship that we need to grasp here. Amen. Because this is what God is trying to show us here. We got to be in love with God and the things of God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love Him with all your heart. Nothing should separate you. Amen. A Christian soldier must love with all his beings and serve him with all his heart and with all his soul. You can't allow anything to separate you from this wonderful love of God. Moses told the children of Israel in Deuteronomy eleven thirteen through 15, And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the, my commandments which I command you this day, to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul, that I will give you the rain of your land in due season, the first rain and the latter rain, that thou mayest gather in thy corn and thy wine and thine oil, and I will send grass in the fields for thy cattle, that thou mayest eat and be full. Deuteronomy eleven thirteen through 15. Notice here what he says. If you just listen diligently unto my commandments. Amen. And, and, and love the Lord. Amen. Love the Lord. Those commandments. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Fall in love with God. God says, I'm going to give you everything that you need to be prosperous. I'm going to give you everything you need to be successful. Amen. Because I love you. Praise God. And this is what we've got to get into the mindset. If I love you, Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Amen. If you love me, keep my commandments. David says, Thy law have I hid in my heart that I will not, thy word so I will not sin against thee. The law of the Lord is perfect. Amen. Converting the soul. See, when we study God's Word and we apply God's Word because we love God, amen, it, it changes us inside. It changes my focus. It changes my outlook. Amen. Because I love God, it's going to cause me to love the things of God. Amen. I, I'm, I'm going to have uh, the character that God has. I'm going to want, I want more of that. You know, this is why Jesus uses the analogy right off the bat, a love relationship, a marriage. He says they become one. Say, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. When we're baptized in Jesus, what do we do? We put on Christ. That's why the Genesis says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and he shall be cleaved to his wife, and they shall become what? One flesh. In other words, you're going to be together. You're going to be one. 
Amen. We are called oneness apostolics. Amen. Why? Because we're in Christ Jesus. We believe there's only one God and He's the Father of all and through all and in y'all. Amen. And so and as a result, we are bonded and close to Him. Why? Because we love Him. And so if I love God, I love the things of God. David says, he was so excited, he says, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. Amen. My feet shall stand in thy gates, O Jerusalem. He says, the day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my Lord than to dwell in the tabernacle with wickedness. Amen. He was, He's showing us how valuable the love of God is. Amen. In Psalms 42, he says, As the heart, as the deer, pant for the water, so my soul longeth for thee, O God. Amen. In other words, I want to be close to God. I want to be by His side. I want to be able to be like John and lay my head on His bosom and hear His heartbeat. Amen. That's how close I want to be to Him. You, 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 you probably remember when you first started dating, you know, you might have laid your head in your, in your, in your girlfriend's lap or something, or your wife's lap, you know, or you got real close, you know, you held hands, you walked down the street. Amen. You drink not the same soda bottle or whatever. You ate the same fries, the same burger. You know, they couldn't do no wrong. When you're in love, they couldn't do any wrong. See? And that's the way, <laughs> and that's the way it's got to be. Our love for God must continue on. And so he says, the, the, these commandments which I command you this day to love the Lord your God and to serve Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Amen. Every bit of you. Praise God. So He will provide for you. Psalms 31, 23. Oh, love the Lord, all ye His saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful and the pitiful rewarded the proud doers. And plentifully rewarded the proud doers. Notice, love the Lord, all you His saints. For the Lord preserveth the faithful. Amen. We are faithful to God. Paul said this is a true saint. Amen. If we be dead with Him, we live with Him. Amen. If we're not faithful, He's going to still remain faithful. He wants us to be faithful. Amen. You know, when you read the story in the Bible of the book of Hosea, what is unique about that? God is using the story of Hosea as a love relationship, him to his people. And he's showing what happens when your lover is loving something else or committing adultery, spiritual adultery with the world. Amen. Gomer, amen, is a type and shadow of, of, of committing adultery. Gomer, you know, Hosea is in love with Gomer. Amen. And he marries her because the Lord says marry her. You know, so he marries her, but she's steady committing adultery on him. And that's what God uses this story to show. I loved you, but yet look what you're doing. As long as you stay in the world, you're supposed to be married to me. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 2, Paul says, I have espoused you to one husband that I might present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Amen. Second Corinthians 11 verse 2. 
Amen. He says, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy. He says, I wouldn't you to bear with me with my foolishness for just a little bit in the first verse. He says, I want you to understand what I'm saying here. He says, I want you to bear with me. He says, I'm jealous over you with a godly jealousy because I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste, a pure virgin to Jesus Christ when he comes back. He says, I don't want you up there floating with the world. I don't want you to be out there doing these things. Amen. He says, I want you to, to know how much I love you. Amen. And that's what Jesus wants us to know. He wants you to know how much he loved you. Praise God. So love the Lord, you saints. If you call yourself a Christian, if you call yourself a saint of God, love God. Love him with all your heart. That's just what it's all about. Christians, soldiers in love. Being in love with God. Amen. David says in Psalms 116, verse 1 and 2, I love the Lord. Notice Psalms 116, verse 1 and 2. He says, I love the Lord because he have heard my voice and my supplications. Because he have inclined his ear unto me. Therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. Amen. Praise God. Notice, I love him because he's heard my voice. So I'm going to keep calling to him. I'm going to keep reaching out to him. Praise God. Oh, my beloved is more than another beloved, the fairest of 10,000. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Amen. You know, when Peter denied the Lord, the Lord asked Peter three times. He says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And Peter says, yea, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus says, feed my lambs. Second time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? Peter says, Lord, yes, I love you. He says, feed my sheep. He asked him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved. He says, Lord, you know all things. You know I love you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. If you notice here, amen, he asked him three times. See, and I believe he asked him because Peter denied him three times. Because, see, before Peter denied him, Peter had just told the Lord. He says, you know, Jesus says, I'm going to Jerusalem, be traded by man and be, you know, crucified. And Peter says, they'll all forsake you. I will not be offended. I will never be offended. You know, he had a good brag going on. You know. But when his back was against the wall, he denied him. You see, when your back is against the wall is, a, is an indication of how much you really love God. Amen. It, when, when, when the bills are due and the finances are not there, do you still love God? See, it, it, see you, you've got to love the things of God more 
than yourself. You've got to love God more than you. Amen. See, this is important that you build that relationship of love so that when he speaks, you can understand his voice. Amen. When you're, when you're going through things, you can hear that still small voice still speaking to you saying, fret not, little flock, is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You, to be able to hear him say, I love you. Praise God, and I will never leave you, and I will never forsake you. You want to be able to hear that that love relationship, that love language. You want to be able to hear that caressing uh, uh, hand softly touching you. Amen. You want to be able to hear that sweet piece of rest. You know, uh, to be able to lay on his shoulder and, and hear him say, well done. Amen. Praise God. Do you love me, Simon? Feed my lambs. In other words, Peter, you love me? Teach a Sunday school class. Peter, you love me? Teach a Bible study. Peter, you love me? Go to the prisons. Go to the nursing homes. Go someplace that where you can tell others about my love. About your love. You know, most, most guys that have been in the military or around, you know, they always carried pictures of their, their loved ones in their wallets and uh, placed it on their desk. You know, it, it was kind of like a, a bragging right. So when somebody came into their, their cubicle or the office and they look at the picture and they says, man, who's that good looking lady? That's my baby, man. That's my sweetheart. Bragging rights. See, that's, that's what you want, you know, to be able to, you, you know, you put that picture on your desk because you, 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 during the course of the day, you're sitting there and you go, wow. That's right. See, see, you're in love. You're in love. You see, that's what, <laughs> see, you're in love. And, the, and this is what, what happens, you know. And you flip your wallet open, and first thing they see is a picture of your loved one. Wow. Wow. Amen. <laughs> Do you love me, Simon? Do you love me? Do you really love me, Peter? Because, Peter, you got to understand here, if, if you love me, you, you can't deny me. See? When, when it's tight, Peter, and, and when things are coming against you and people are saying all matters of evil falsely against you, Peter, and things just ain't panning out right for you, Peter, you got to be, still love me. Nothing should be able to come between you and me, Peter. You've got to be able to, to hang in there and hold on, amen, to what I'm trying to do through you and with you, amen. Amen. You see, agape love is given. See? People go to church and say, I didn't feel any love. You don't feel agape love. You give agape love. It's given. Your actions and your behavior shows your love for God. Amen. Oh, how I love thy law, David said. It is my meditation all the day. Through thy commandments, 
Hast thou made me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancient, because I kept thy precepts. I have refrained my foot from every evil way, that I might keep thy word. I have not departed from thy judgments, for thou hast taught me how, verse 119, verse 198. 97 through 104. Oh, how sweet are thy words to my taste. Yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Amen. He's, he's trying to get us to see how much he loved the things of God. He says, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed, oh God. Amen. Is your heart fixed? Amen. Do you love Him? Praise God. Your heart has got to be fixed. Your heart has got to be stayed upon Him. Praise God. Amen. Psalms 57, 7. He says, my heart is fixed. I'm in love. Think of all the songs that has been written about love. You stop and think about it. You know, most of us went through and grew up with songs about love. You know, from the church to the world, love. You know, the songs that is sung to, to try to get us to see the value and the importance of love. I was seeking deep in sin, far from the peace for sure, very deeply stained within, Seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry. From the waters lifted me. Now safe am I. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. When nothing else could help. Love. Jesus, God, lifted me. Why? Because he's God. When I, my sins were sinking down, he first loved me. Amen. While we were yet sinners, Paul says, Christ died for me. He loved me. And so now my heart is fixed. I, oh, God, my heart is fixed. And nothing shall separate me from this love, neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities. You know, a lot of people lose a loved one and, and they get mad at God. You know, they, they get mad at God and, and they were supposed to have been Christians all their lives, but now because the loved one is taken, amen, they lose their love relationship. With God. Why? That shouldn't be. I still love Him. Because I will see Him again. If they've lived for the Lord, I will see Him again. Amen. we got to love God. Don't let anything, Paul says, separate you from God's love. You are in love with Him. Because He loved you. Amen. He is my love. Amen. We got to love Him. My heart is fixed. No matter what comes my way, my heart is fixed. 
I tell my family all the time, don't ever love me more than God. Because I'm not going to love you more than God. It ain't going to happen. God is number uno. My heart is fixed. Amen. And if I love Him, I'm going to love you. That's the given. Amen. Because the first commandment is love God. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So, you got it made. (laughs) You should be praying that I stay in love with God. Amen. Because that's what I want them to have, that love relationship with God. Nothing should be able to separate them from the love of God. Amen. My heart is fixed. God first loved us. Notice what John says in 1 John 4, verse 10 through 12. 1 John 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 10 through 12. He says, herein is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man have seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwell in us and His love is perfected in us. Amen. The only way my love can be completed in me is to love others the way that I love myself and to love God. Calvary says, here's love. He loved me first. Think about that. God loved me first. Amen. Verse 19. 1 John four nineteen. We love Him because He first loved us. He looked beyond my faults and He saw my needs. When He was on the cross, I was on His mind. Amen. He knew me. And yet he loved me. He whose glory makes the heavens shine. I was so unworthy of such glory. Yet when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Praise God. A look of love was on his face. A crown was on his head. A scarlet robe was on his back. And it was painted crimson red. Though his eyes was on the crowd that day, he looked ahead in time. Yet when he was on the cross, you and I was on his mind. Amen. If you want to know love, John says, look at Calvary. Because he first loved us. Praise God. Romans 5, 7 through 8. Romans 5, 7 through 8. For scarcely, Paul says, for a righteous man will one die. Yet preventure by chance For a good man, some would even dare to die. But God presented His love towards us. He showed His love to us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by His blood, we should be saved from the wrath through Him. Think about that. How much God loves you. 
He died for you. John 3.16 says, So for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him was not perished but have everlasting life. He loved you so much that He wants you to live. He was willing to sacrifice everything for you because He loved you. That's love. That's love. He showed us how much love is and true love, what true love is. Amen. Even though we were sinning, doing wrong, God says, they're going to sin and I know it, so I'm going to make a way. Show them I love them. So I'm going to die for them. That they will have an escape. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. John fifteen thirteen. John fifteen thirteen. Greater love have no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for his friends. Amen. And Jesus says, I've called you friends. Amen. Greater love has no man than this, that a man would lay down his life for a friend. You see, Your husbands and wives are supposed to be the best friends. They're supposed to be tight. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend. Amen. We're talking about reasons for loving God because he first loved us. Number two, it was command by God. It was commanded by God. Mark twelve thirty says, Thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. It was a command to love God. Amen. With all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. You want to obey the commandments of God. You have to be a doer of the word to show love. Amen. The Lord asked Moses, how long will you not hearken unto my words? And Paul said, did not Israel know? Romans ten twenty one. Paul says, didn't Israel know? They knew the commands. They knew that they were to love God with all their heart. They knew that they were supposed to, to have that relationship with him. He brought them out. He showed them His love. He fed them with manna. Forty years in the wilderness, He provided for them. He protected them. He gave others lives for them. And and Paul says, shouldn't they have known? But notice what he says in Romans 10, 21. He says, but Israel, he said, all day long have I stretched out my hand to a disobedient and gangsaying people. He stood on the side and he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I just longed to have put my arms around you as a mother hen does her brew or chicks. He says, But you would not let me. Therefore, you're left desolate. And it's no different today. God is still standing with his arms wide open saying, Oh, America, oh, America. How I would just love to put my arms around you 
as a mother hen does her chicks. But you just won't let me. Therefore, you're left desolate. He calls to every one of us. Everyone that's in the prison, every ones that are out there that is, is, is struggling in life that have heard this gospel, he's saying to them again, oh, how I just want to put my arms around you. I know you're hurting. I know what you're going through. I, I know what you're facing. All I want to do is just caress you and, and show you my love and how much I can do for you and protect you. But your heart in your hearts. Your heart in your hearts. Hebrews 3, verse 7 through 4, 4, 2. Amen. Notice what Paul writing to the church at the Hebrews in the third chapter, verse 7. Amen. All day long, he says, I'm stretching out my hand to you. He says, wherefore, Paul says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. He says, wherefore, the Holy Ghost said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. As in the provocation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they should not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exalt one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be heartened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke. Howbeit, not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that sin, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swore he that they should not enter into his rest? But to them that believe not, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should soon should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as to them. But the word preached to them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. And them that heard it. Notice, he's given us warnings. Amen. He says, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Don't harden your heart. When God says, I want to caress you. When God says, come unto me. Oh, ye are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. He's trying to show us his love. Amen. He's trying to wrap his arms around us, to to protect us, to caress us. Amen. He's trying to show you how much I really love you. Amen. We should love him because he loved us first. Amen. We've got to listen to what he's saying. Amen. This is what James says in James 1. Don't just be a hearer of God's word. Be a doer of God's word. And your deeds will be blessed. 
Why? Because God will hold you. And as Moses says, if you love God, He'll send the rain, the former and the latter rain. He'll have grass to feed your cattle and so that you're going to have everything that you have need of. Amen. But it starts with one thing, loving God. And it starts with the second, keeping the commandments. God, loving your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Praise God. First John 5, 3. For this is the love of God. That we keep His commandments. And His commandments are not grievous. Notice, they're not heavy. They're not weighty. They're not burdensome. Amen. People say, oh, that's too hard to do. No, it's not. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. When you love God, nothing is too hard. Amen. Nothing is too hard. Think about when you was in love and your girlfriend said, can you do something? Oh, you might couldn't do it, but you sure tried. (laughs) You try to prove your weight. (laughs) You try to prove your lifting abilities. Oh, let me carry you. (laughs) praise God (laughs) they're not grievous amen you can do it praise God hallelujah amen it was a command God's 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 love was a command we love him because he commanded us if we do what he's asking of us to do, I'm well pleased. Amen. He loves us. The Ten Commandments was based just like the golden rule. Amen. Love God. It's not grievous to do this thing. You know? Serving God is not hard. <laughs> he would say, oh, it's too hard. No, it's not. It's all about your love. That's where it comes down to. If it's how much you love God. You know. That's that's why a lot of people, you know, have problems with, you know, not want to covering themselves and all that. Well, if I'm married to you, I don't want my wife out there exposing herself to everybody else. Well, come on. <laughs> She's mine. I am hers. And this is what God is trying to get us to see. You belong to me. Paul says, I have exposed you to one husband that I may present you as chaste virgin to Christ. I want everybody else hugging and falling all over you and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Love God. Amen. It's command. It's not burdensome to serve God. Because you love Him. My heart is fixed. That's why this joy unspeakable, Peter said, and it's full of glory. Because when you realize how much you love Him and how much He loves you, that's not hard. You know, getting the car door, doing things. <laughs> you know, I was, I was listening to a radio pro- program today and the guy says, you know, you really want to show your love for somebody is 
how much you love your wife, he says, you're laying in bed and it's the middle of the night and she rolls over and touches and says, honey, would you go downstairs and get me a glass of water? Would you get up? <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the reason we must love God <laughs> is it helps us to see the things that are important in life. It helps us to be able to see what is important. See, it brings the focus. This is what Paul says, if the gospel is hid, is hid to them who's lost and whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. See, but when we get our focus on where our love is, then we can begin to see what is important to us. Amen. We can begin to see those things that are valuable And we can see what Paul really meant when he says nothing should be able to separate me from God's love. We see the things that are important in life. Nothing is more important than eternal salvation. You can't put a price tag on that. That's the most important thing. And I know that if my love connection to him is not intact, then I'm not going to have that. That's why the story is there. This is why Paul is saying in Hebrews 3, you know, if you hear his voice, don't you harden your heart. They couldn't enter into the rest. They couldn't come in to where he was taking them forever, amen, forever and ever to give them the promise that he had promised them. But because of their unbelief, amen, we've got to stay strong in the Lord, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Love is given more than receiving. That's what it's all about. God doesn't say you can't have things or do things. He just says at the end of the day, at the end of the day, God says, just make sure I'm still number one. (laughs) Just make sure that at the end of the day, when you lay down, I'm still number one. I'm still your love. When you're away from the church and you're out there and nobody else can see you but you and you in the hotel room and you're on the computer or whatever, he said, just make sure it's me and you. Our love is still together. You're still talking to me. You're still loving me as I'm loving you. This is what, this is what God is saying. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The, the, you, you'll be able to see the things that are important in life. People don't see family and church as important because the love of God is out of balance. You can't put anything before God. When you're willing to put an animal before human life and your salvation, you don't understand the important things of life. Nothing Our world is out of whack. I know. 
How much do you love God? What more is important to you? Life or death? Amen. Which is more important? When you see God, when you love God, you will see what is valuable. Amen. Oh, He loved me. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul told the church again in Hebrews 10, 28-31. He says, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. How much more so punishment, suppose you? Shall he be thought worthy who have trodden underfoot the Son of God and have counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified and hung the holy thing and have done despite unto the Spirit of grace? For we know him that said, Vengeance belongeth to me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord should judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Notice, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. What is more important? God wants us to see the things that are valuable and important things of life. That's why Paul says, you didn't bring anything into the world. You ain't taking anything out. Amen. Just love God. He'll take care of everything else. I know the things you have need of. As he said to Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace. And to give you an expected end. See, God wants to give you the best. And when you're in love with Him, He goes out of His way to make sure you have everything you have need of. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to wrap my arms around you as a mother hen does her chicks. Praise God. Amen. What's more important than God? It's love, joy, peace, joy. Mercy. Think of all the things that God gives. Surely, David says, that Psalm 23 is just a masterpiece. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie in green pasture. He leads me beside the still water. He restoreth my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadows of death. I will fear no evil. Thou art with me. He's with me. He's right there with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And His presence is fullness of joy. And at His right hand, there's pleasure forevermore. Amen. Oh, praise God how He loves you. How He loves you because He just loves you. (laughs) Praise God. Why should we love the Lord? Amen. Because He loved us. He commanded it. And He wants us to see what is important in life. Amen.
Praise God, praise God, praise God. Woo! Christian soldiers in love. Are you in love? <laughs> God is love. Play on words there. God is love. Are you in love? Amen. That's right. Are you in love? <laughs> Flip it either way. Amen. We're, we're in love. I'm in love with God. Amen. My heart is fixed. My mind is made up. Amen. I got a made up mind. I got a final destination. Going to keep on pressing on to my final destination. Going to burn all the bridges behind me. Break all the ties that I'm going to keep on pressing on until I reach that home sweet home, that new Jerusalem. Praise God. One day. Woo! We shall wear a crown someday. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo! I love the Lord. Amen. God's good. Love it.